In three, two, one. What's up, everybody? We're going to talk about UFC 245. A very good card. I mean, that card delivered. I loved everything about it. You know, the, the fighters came to fight. They fought to entertain. They fought to the best of their abilities. And these are some of the... I mean, these are the fights that stood out for me. So, let me begin with uh, Marlon Moraes versus Jose Aldo. A very close fight. Uh... I had uh, Jose Aldo win that via split decision. So it's a split decision, but it was in favor of uh, the former champ. Uh, he was uh, he was physically drained. I mean, did you guys see how he looked like during the weigh-ins? Sobran toyo, as in toyo. How the hell was he able to stand up? I mean, it, it clearly showed that he took the time to 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 cut down to that weight division properly hopefully properly and then um he he trained well but you know that severe cut definitely showed during the fight uh, marlon Moraes is no pushover he's a very good up-and-comer the guy's got skills he has good striking he's good grappling uh i believe he trains under rafael cordero so that's the old school shoot box gym he has a very good training cap uh, behind him so expect him to make waves in the division pero i mean for for jose aldo to to make that cut and make weight and then perform at that level it was it was impressive i i was very much impressed with uh aldo's performance considering that he had to shrink himself down to that level oh, excuse me and then uh definitely a lot of of the vintage Aldo that we all love to watch before was not really there. I mean, he was active, he was punching, he was he was throwing everything. I wanted to see more leg kicks. Uh, Jose Aldo thrives in leg kicks. Uh, he's a full-on striker. He's a he's a he's very good hands, but he has powerful legs. So majority of the wins na, na, that he had whether it was in the ufc or or when he was in strike force was predominantly based on chopping down his opponents and and wearing them down late into the rounds because if you, if you go for the leg all the time it, it gets swollen up uh, you lose your balance you cannot step on that leg you can put weight on it it's gonna be a burden so during fight night that's the problem if you i mean just google fighters legs after being viciously leg kick you know the post fight the post fight leg kick leg ayan parang redundant ko dun so take a take a look at the photos i mean like uriah uriah faber uh sergio pettis anthony pettis yung, yung mga na leg kick ng sobra you look at their legs they're like green and purple like after a few days that's how powerful leg kicks are and uh, Aldo's game revolved around it. Uh, he would utilize uh, uh, leg kicks in order to set up his punches. And those were visibly missing during his fight with Marlon Moraes. Uh, I don't know which direction would, would Aldo want to be after this fight. A lot of people believe that he also won that fight. Uh, some people just thought that Moraes did enough to, to earn that split decision victory. So, I mean, that fight could have gone either way. But uh, for me as, a, as an Aldo fan, I'm like, 
I'm happy that he was able to make weight and give the fans an entertaining fight. He could show na na he was still in the mix. So I just don't know what adjustments he needs to make in order to be his old self. I mean the the guy the guy has been through so many wars. Uh, for sure, that took a, that it, it's taking its toll on his body. So the next match that's very notable was, of course, I'm an an Amanda Nunez fan. Uh, Amanda Nunez is a two division champion. He's been dominating. He's on like a nine or ten fight win streak. He's been finishing off her opponents. And she went up against uh, Jermaine Durandamay. Uh, Jermaine Durandamay is a high-level kickboxer. His, she's a high-level fighter. And uh, she's a high-level striker, by the way. Yeah, I corrected myself. So, I mean, one of her claim to fame is um, she fought a guy, knocked the guy out. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, she's a kickboxing champion. I think she's also a Muay Thai champion, but... Uh, in the realm of MMA, she need she has yet to find, like I don't know, uh, the right skill sets, the right coach, the right camp, or someone that could orchestrate and put everything together for her, because uh, this fight clearly, um, this fight clearly uh, exposed her and the weaknesses in her game. And for Mirinaman, personally, uh, she was supposed to fight Cyborg. <laughs> I mean, she won the title. She won the title by beating Holly Holm, I think. Or, but said there was a fight that she won the belt, and the next in line was Cyborg, and she just vacated the title. I mean, for me, that's that's such a, I mean, that says a lot about your character. I mean, you you bitch out on fighting Cyborg, and then you go like, oh, I have to, you know, suddenly she had to do surgery. She. She was nursing injuries, and then eventually she vacated the title. I mean, come on, man. I'm like, you, you, you keep telling people you're the best, and then all of a sudden you back out on Cyborg. But on the other hand, on the other side, Amanda Nunez, they put Cyborg in front of her. Bam, she knocks her out. So, so now all of a sudden, Cyborg's out of the picture. Durandame thinks that she has a chance against Amanda Nunez for the simple reason that they fought before. I mean... Uh, that's 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 the wrong way of approaching a fight. It's the wrong way of thinking things through, and that's not really a good way to to propel your career in terms of of magnifies magnifying your UFC image. And then you you bitch out on Cyborg, and then you fight Amanda Nunez, which is you know, I I mean I feel for Amanda. I'm like, what you duck Cyborg, and then you want to fight me? I mean. I'm gonna destroy you, and that's what exactly Amanda Nunez did. Um, she exposed a very, um, a very, I mean, it's a very obvious weakness in Durandame's game. Uh, Durandame is very comfortable on her feet, but uh, she can't, she can't really do anything on the ground. Uh, she has decent ground game, but against Amanda Nunez, who's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, she's, she's, uh, she's, she's also competed at the highest levels of grappling, so. It's a it's a very big thing to, I mean it's a big ask it's a big challenge you know you have to deal with Amanda's power you have to deal with her striking, uh, that overhand right was always there, uh, it popped her so many times and just when you thought that Durandome was about to get something she was about to unload her combinations and get comfortable, Nunez would bring her to the ground you know single legs leg trips. 
I mean, that underhook single leg trip was there all the time. I mean, it was there all day. And uh, Durandome wasn't able to, to neutralize that. He didn't have a, a very good game plan on how to counter it. On, on top of that, she didn't really know how to um, take advantage of fighting on the ground. So that was a unanimous decision win. Uh, I mean, that was a clear lopsided win for Amanda Nunez. Uh, one thing I noticed on Amanda, uh, I don't know how she prepared for this fight, but she wasn't, I mean, she wasn't the Amanda Nunez that I was expecting to show up. Uh, she was, she, she slowed down a bit in the later rounds. She wasn't as aggressive. Uh, she probably thought, nah, okay, this is Duranda May. I, I fought her before. I know how to neutralize her. Uh, you know, it's, it's, um, or I, I don't know what she was thinking, but like, like leading to the champ, like last two rounds, she was, she was fading a bit. And, um, you know, if, if it were a more well-rounded fighter, you know, it, it, things could have gone differently, but, you know, good thing for Amanda. She still won, uh, retained her titles and, um, I don't see anybody. I don't. Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't see anybody uh, contending for Amanda Nunez, whether I mean in both divisions. Yeah, she's just too strong, um, too strong, too smart, um, too tactical, and uh, I mean she's she's ahead of the pack. She's like John Jones level in terms of women's MMA. Uh, I've yet to see. Uh, probably, I mean top of my head like the only girl who could probably challenge her right now is Shevchenko yeah Valentina Shevchenko so unless their paths cross again Major Amanda Nunez will really rule over the women's division then the next one is the Max Holloway versus uh, Alex Volkanovsky fight uh, Alex Volkanovsky is the new featherweight champion uh for those who didn't know, Alex Volkanovsky is is one of the one of the you that that influx of um, Australian fighters that's making a name for themselves in the UFC right now. So you got Rob, uh, then now Alex is there. Um, they they all say that there will be more. Okay, so it's gonna be interesting. There will be Australian fighters. There'll be an influx of New Zealand fighters. There'll be an influx of Russian fighters. So it's going to be a very good mix of uh, talent. And then, of course, the beneficiaries would be the fight fans and the UFC as a company. So going back to the fight, uh, Holloway was definitely taller. Uh, she was he, he was able to utilize his reach early on, but, but Volkanovski was able to neutralize that by having a very good step in, you know, I mean, I mean, he was able to he was able to close the gap. He was able to bridge that gap and then step in. He was able to impose his infighting. You know, he, he set it up with leg kicks. So again, the shorter guy was throwing leg kicks. Um, siempre Max Holloway is, is your fighter's fighter. He loves to scrap. He loves to go toe to toe. He knows na he knows that he has good hands. He knows he has he knows na he has fast hands and he has a very durable chin. So. He loves to get into scraps, you know. He, he likes to fight in the pocket, but on this one, Volkanovski, you know, he, he was able to beat it. Uh, 
he had really good setups. Uh, he was able to catch that single leg and then throw a punch right after. That was that was that was amazing. That was really good timing. And then every time that he was able to go inside, he would throw punches. He would throw elbows. And um, I mean, that combination of infighting or dirty boxing, partnered with his leg kicks, was able to wear down Holloway later on. And then Holloway switched stands. He tried to switch stands. And then he he tried to fight in the pocket. That's the thing. He was drawn into fighting in the pocket with uh, Alex Volkanovsky. Um, for me, if you're the taller guy, you should, you know, you, you should keep doing your, you, could, you should keep utilizing your jabs. Taller guy, jabs, jabs, jabs. You know, that's exactly what Anthony Joshua did with Andy Ruiz. He kept, he kept him at bay with his jabs. And then anytime that, that, a smaller guy or smaller opponent is able to bridge that gap you, 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 you use your knees use your knees push him away use your jab again jab comes inside use your knees push him away again then you can combine that with push away leg kick or anytime someone even when your opponent decides to step in you see that single step you see that first step that's able to bridge the gap definitely that guy is going to be in kicking range High kick kagad, you know. I mean, these are these are tactical things later on. Um, for sure, Holloway would do something different during the rematch, and um, he will, he'll go back to the drawing board, watch the tape, and see the things that he did wrong and the things that he could adjust and probably win the belt again. So, I mean, this is this is not to take away anything from Alex Volkanovski. A guy came to fight. That fight was another scrappy fight, and I loved it. I mean, they were just—I mean, this is this is a fighter's fight. they were jawing at each other, but they were still, you know, it was it was trash talk with mutual respect. You know, they they, they were both imposing their game. They were both trying to get into each other's minds, and, and and impose their psychological will. But at the same time, they were throwing punches. They were throwing elbows. Um, uh, I mean, if you guys notice, yung last one of the more uh, later sequences, Holloway decided to do that spinning heel kick. Volkanovski stepped in. He was able to catch the thigh and take him down. So that's what I'm talking about. Okay? Volkanovski during training camp. Yeah, those are the things that you do during training camp. You look at the nuances of your opponents and see how to... And, and you look for small holes, small details that, that you can capitalize on so that's probably one of the things that Alex did during his camp you know which angles to step in so that he could get closer because he knew that if he got closer those hooks will be there those uppercuts will be there that elbow is gonna land so he did a very good game plan and then uh, we go to the main event uh, Kobe Covington versus Kamaru Usman for whatever the trash talk whatever Kobe um said did done you know you can't you have to admit the guy can fight you know the guy came there to fight and he absolutely fought his fucking heart out you know that was a show for everyone that whole fight five rounds of no wrestling no grappling just two guys punching each other out i mean that's how entertaining it was and it was done in a very stylistic, scientific manner. Um, 
they both know that they would negate each other's wrestling and it's just a beautiful thing to watch the the work rate of Kamaru Usman versus the work rate of Kobe Covington I mean to be honest by the fifth round I had it even um I gave round one to Kamaru round two for Kobe three for Kamaru and then four for Kobe by a hairline <laughs> it was so hard to score but I had it I had it 2-2 leading to the fifth round and I mean for 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 aspiring fighters and for people who like to analyze uh, analyze fights um you'll see that uh Kamaru's jabs were a big factor you know it softened up uh Kobe's face it set up his his power shots um he was fighting on his feet he would circle around, move at angles, throw a jab, throw a jab, throw a jab. By the fourth and fifth round, Kobe's face was swollen up. And then uh, he would utilize and use that jab to set up his power punches. And then um, Kobe would do the same. Kobe would, I mean, Kobe was a little sloppy. He was a little lazy with his jabs because he wanted to throw power shots more. But the thing is, every time he would throw a combination, the power shot would always land. That's the thing. That that was the equalizer for him during the fight. He would bait Usman into into mad exchanges and get the better hand of it. You know, if if you notice, Kamaru would be in charge. Jab, 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 straight, jab, straight, jab, 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 straight, straight, jab, 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 straight. You know, he would throw a little bit of hook, a little bit of uppercut, but everything was set was set up by the jab. Whereas for Covington would always blitz forward throw like four to six punches and then he was able to bridge the gap that the last two punches the last two power punches would end up hitting Kamaru Usman that was that was really good that was very tactical and you cannot pull that off if you're not well conditioned so dun yung nakikita yung, yung strength and conditioning and, and the cardio of these fighters they're, they're just both amazing athletes just amazing um, one of the more I think one of the catalysts of that fight like Kamaru Usman slightly getting an advantage over the striking department was he was landing that front kick you know he was he was landing that front kick to the body so it either hit Kobe in the rib he would either hit in the solar plexus but every time it landed it will always push him back it will always create it it will always create distance Kobe, Kobe opted for a mid kick to a high kick, which was easily blocked by Kamaru Usman, and more or less it was his way of setting up his punches. You know, he would he would always vary his strikes by by throwing a kick. You know, but uh, the more intentional kicks were thrown by Kamaru. You know, every time it hit the side of his rib, uh, his diaphragm, it would hit hit his stomach you know that would that would take its toll later on and that's what happened so by the fifth round Kamaru was like slightly ahead and then halfway through the fifth round he really poured it on you know he probably that's championship mentality right there he saw na okay this is the deal breaker I have to win this round I have to I have to pour it out on the on, on the second half and hopefully eke out a very good decision or land a powerful punch and then this guy goes out and that's exactly what happened 
halfway through he, there was a sense of urgency and you know the the fighter the competitor in him just just said okay i have to go for it so it's rare for it's rare for an athlete to have that most fighters have that okay so th- those are like one of the traits like the thin line that separates athletes from fighters fighters would always go for the finish because he probably thought that he, he didn't want to leave it to the judge's scorecard so he took a gamble gamble paid off i mean he broke the guy's jaw and that that shows i mean how hard he punches and at the same time the accumulation of punches the accumulation of punches that that was thrown at kobe's face it didn't help that kobe was jawing as well you know when i say jawing every time kobe would kobe would trash talk he would he would speak his mind out i mean uh every time you talk and some uh, and a punch lands on your jaw that you know it creates little breakage and then fifth round it uh, yeah ping and one big i mean perfectly timed power punch broke his jaw so the, the irony of that fight is now kobe needs to shut up for like a few months to fix his jaw before he could fight again or start training camp so let's see what happens so uh fifth round stoppage that was that was a that was a very good stoppage uh if it if it went any further kamaru would just beat him up uh i mean that's i mean that was a very good card i mean i got tired watching it i was excited i was happy as a fight fan as a martial artist that was a very good card it delivered thank you ufc Thank you to the MMA gods, and I mean, the the, the crowd was electrifying. Um, now, Kobe Kobe needs to win another fight. Uh, I'm pretty sure he will be a fixture in the UFC because he's entertaining and he, he fights really hard. For Kamaru Usman, um, for me, I want him to fight Jorge Masvidal. Uh, Mas, uh, Masvidal is due that belt, and uh, he's worked his way, so. Yeah, I really think nah, he deserves that title shot. And who knows, Deba? If he beats, if 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 he beats Kamaru Usman, he has the bad motherfucker belt, and he is the UFC welterweight belt, and he has the UFC welterweight belt. So we'll see what happens. I mean, let's see how things unfold. And that's about it. Uh, hopefully the audio, because. Impaligid ko dito, Christmas party, inuman, tapos yan, the dogs are going crazy. <laughs> so, I hope you enjoy this episode and that's what Coach Franco says. Bye-bye. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before I go, thank you to Knots and Crosses. Um, very good geese, you know. Can't say nothing wrong. I mean, can't say anything bad about it because I love their geese. I love their kimonos. Uh, they also have MMA shorts. They have rash guards. They have shirts. They have long sleeve shirts. I don't. I don't wear long sleeve shirts, but they have long sleeve shirts. Uh, I have the snapback. That that cap has been with me everywhere I go, whether I compete locally, abroad, wherever I travel. Um, I I always wear that cap. That's like my security blanket now. Um, thank you to Bottle Boy PH. Uh, Bottle Boy is your liquor delivery service. So if you can't go to the party, the party goes to you. Okay, um, 
There are a lot of delivery services out there, but for me, I use Bottle Boy because Bottle Boy is, I mean, they, they guarantee that, that quality of, of what you're ordering. And at the same time, when they say it, it arrives in 30 minutes, it's going to arrive in 30 minutes. More often than not, it arrives earlier. So good job, you guys. I hope you keep it up. And then um, Jet Spritz. Jet Spritz is a lifestyle brand. So they specialize in, um, uh, what do you call this? They specialize in, uh, they have anti-inflammatory balms. Uh, it soothes your muscles. It soothes your joints. And then they sell products that uh, help with key maintenance. Okay? They want everyone to fight clean. They want everyone to have good uh, jiu-jitsu hygiene. So they sell this very, very fragrant and very... Um, I don't know what they put in there, but it smells good. But at the same time, it disinfects and has antibacterial uh, uh, characteristics or antibacterial traits. So you spray it on your geese after training. So it doesn't have that funky smell. So it probably kills the germs. And at the same time, it's, it doesn't irritate your nose. There are no harmful chemicals. Uh, go look for them. Everything. Okay? Uh, knots and crosses. Bottle Boy pH and um, jet spritz they all have uh, Facebook and Instagram pages okay so I mean just just check them out if you want to buy them buy them but I strongly suggest you buy them I mean especially for you jiu-jitsu and MMA guys um, so that's about it and uh, you can follow me on Facebook coach Franco Rolioda you can follow me on uh, Instagram at Franco Rulloda, F-R-A-N-C-O-R-U-L-L-O-D-A. Um, you can listen to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, uh, Spreaker. What else? I'm I'm gonna make a list of 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 the of the outlets so that you guys can can I mean in Google Podcasts. Uh, I think I'm also in Apple. Okay, so so you you guys check it out wherever you may be and uh, let me know what you think uh, give me feedback and um, also let me know what you guys think of the show so far and tell me uh, what you guys want to talk about okay we can be fight breakdowns techniques so again that's what coach Franco says bye bye love you all